Our coasts are constantly changing, and whilst humans can have a significant impact, Mother Nature also plays her part. Tides and storms can change a beach overnight. But can we prevent these natural changes? I'm Izzy Clark, and continuing with our Marine Month here at The Naked Scientists, Chris Smith spoke to oceanographer Simon Boxall from the University of Southampton. There is that classic view of the perfect beach of the golden sands. We all sort of dreamt of being on that tropical island with palm trees and golden sands. And yes, that is a beach. But many beaches will be pebbles or shingle. They're also, of course, rocky beaches. And where would we be without those sort of uh, seaside pools to go and explore at low water? What determines whether we do see a nice tableau of golden sand or you see pebbles or you see big rocks and boulders? What determines that? There's a number of things which determine it. Obviously, the the nature of the cliff or the nature of the land that the sea is eroding away will affect what's on the beach. So if you go to some of the exotic places, say Reunion in the Indian Ocean, the beach there is a bit disappointing, actually, because it's mainly volcanic ash. So it's a black beach because that's what the, the area is made of. But if you've got a soft sandstone-type cliff, then that erodes and that produces sand that goes onto the beach. And it's a combination of minerals of rocks that have been worn away, ground down by the the motion of the ocean over many thousands and millions of years, which then produces this fine sediment which makes up the beach. Or it's the bedrock. So where you've got these rock pools is the bedrock that sort of underpins the sort of beach area. But it also depends on the dynamics of the ocean itself. And does the ocean deposit finer sediments, finer sands on the beach? So it depends on the nature of the tidal flow, the waves. All of these things contribute to whether your beach is going to be sandy or rocky or pebbly. And it can change. Well, what changes it? There have been plenty of examples in recent years. Um, you know, Only a few months ago in Ireland, the sand at Doha in Akil Island disappeared literally overnight. And it seems to do that every few years, every 30 years, it seems, and then it slowly reappears again. So the tides, the waves move the sediments, the sands, the beach very easily. You can lose a beach overnight. But where one area is eroded, that is then deposited somewhere else. So someone's loss becomes someone else's gain somewhere along the line. Sometimes that's a positive gain. It's rebuilding the beaches elsewhere. Sometimes it causes problems. It might silt up an important navigation channel. And so we often see deep navigation channels being continuously dredged to maintain them. So, you know, the sea is always moving the sand, the sediments around. So how does coastal defence actually work then? I mean, what are the main priorities and what are the main challenges in stopping the sea doing what it seems to have been doing for millions of years and will do inevitably anyway? The sea's always been eating away at the coastline. The sea's always been impinging. I think the problem is that people these days uh, want to live closer to the sea. Uh, it's a sort of a natural draw. And there are two, I suppose, issues when it comes to coastal defence. The first thing is we're protecting against water damage, the big storm waves hitting the coast and causing damage inland. And there what you're trying to do is break the wave. You're trying to stop the waves from causing that damage. And so quite often we'll see sort of these big packs of rocks and things sitting on the beach, which are there to break that wave action. But the second part is actually trying to stop the erosion taking place in the first place. And that's stopping beach collapse. It's stopping loss of land. And there it's a combination of, again, those rocks stopping the wave action from eating away at the coast, but also things like groins stopping the sort of the general drift of sand and beach along from sort of one side to the next.
are there not problems you create by having a nice pristine beach that you have installed in one place? Are there not other knock-on effects of doing that in that location? There's a, uh, a very uh, classic case in recent years in the West Solent, close to where we work, and they put a series of groins to protect a beach at the far end of the West Solent to stop the beach from being eroded away, which worked perfectly well. Now, of course, the problem was that eroded material was providing really important supply of material for the coastline further along. And by stopping that material eroding, they then started to see very rapid erosion further along the West Solent. And so making a change in one place to defend against the sea can cause problems elsewhere. So people often criticise governments or local authorities for not leaping in and protecting a particular part of the coastline, but it has a knock-on effect. And we always need to look at that balance between erosion and deposition. That was Simon Boxall from the University of Southampton. And Marine Month continues throughout July, so be sure to dip into all things aquatic on our website. That's thenakedscientist.com, find us on Facebook or tweet us at Naked Scientist and get involved using hashtag NSMarineMonth.